What's up, y'all? How y'all doing uh, on this lovely, lovely Sunday? Uh, uh, Robbie Square here with y'all uh, at official RGS Twitch uh, on Twitter. The uh, boy uh, Taylor Negrelli, who's back again after a one one week uh, absence. Going to yeah. go towns. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, 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 Cassidy, this is the, car, the Caucasian portion of the uh, program. Uh, you were at a, a what? A ghost town? I was at, on a ghost, a ghost tour. tour. Can you please enlighten the enlighten me, first of all, what the hell that is, and enlighten the people what that tales? Okay, so you, this one was actually different. Like, once, they're, usually, they're usually in bigger cities. There is some in Buffalo, but... Like, say, D.C. or, uh, you know, New York. Places that have a lot of haunted history. Oh, a history in general. And you'll walk around generally and see, like, you'll have a tour guide, and he'll be like, yeah, there's someone died over there, and then people see ghosts, or whatever. It's that kind of thing. It's like it's like a walking tour, but, like, it's where, you know, haunted places generally. But this one was different, because uh, it was at this place called Canal Side in Buffalo, and some of what he was talking about pertained to Canal Side, but some of it was just random other stuff in Buffalo. So you're just kind of walking around and telling stories that didn't have to do with where we were. And this is, I guess, interesting. It was kind of weird because it was a really small group. It was only five people. And he kind of sounded like he was full of shit for most of it. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, kind of. That's where... Uh... That's where, uh, this is where Joe Gables uh, overdosed on heroin near this fire hydrant. All right, moving on now. You know, this, this building where two people died uh, because of scurvy. You know what? <laughs> so, wait. Now, at what point right, – now, here's my thing. I don't like ghosts, number one. Uh, only, ghost I, I, only ghost I recognize is Ghostface Killer. Um, number two, <laughs> number two, um, I – like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Something about, like, ghosts. Walking, uh, like going through people's houses. Like, I don't know. There's something about that unnerved the shit out of me. So, where did you find the uh, the, the caucasity or the courage, but more or less the caucasity, to uh, do this? So it was like, uh, I don't know. I the thing was this one isn't really that mm -hmm. scary because we were just kind of walking. We weren't even in like buildings yeah. or anything. So, like, I think it's kind of scary. There's somewhere you could go in, like, an old building that has a lot of history, stuff like that. That can be kind of scary, I guess, but I don't even think even that's that scary. But, like, I think the scary ones are people that, like, do the challenges. Like, they stay in abandoned old mental hospitals or, like, stay in, like, super haunted hotel rooms. Like, that's just, why would you even do that? Who, who the fuck does that, though? <laughs> like, I feel like I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Well, you know, then again, I'm not, I'm not. I don't have any caucasity in my DNA, so I like. I know number one. I don't like. I don't like driving past graveyards, so you know damn well I ain't gonna stay near a graveyard. <laughs> um, well, well, here's the thing. I feel like if I go on like a like you know like those haunted houses and Halloween and shit like that, right? I feel like if I paid yeah. like thirty dollars, forty dollars for that, I better see like an actual like. I mean, for that time, I feel like you better up the ante. Like you better make me believe I'm about to die in there. Like if I pay forty bucks for it, I better see like yeah. a corpse hanging around somewhere. Like uh, you know, you know. I better see, you know, Casey Anthony with, like, baby stroller. Something to just to freak me out a little bit, uh, you know. 
See, like, Sally Mae. <laughs> you know, see Sally Mae out there, like, hey, look, you know, these loans are due. Like, I, that's something that would literally scare the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> that's my thing. I feel like a lot of, like, a lot of those haunted house things don't really do that. They're just like, eh, you know, we're going to have some guy, like, trying to grab your feet, but, like, I mean, in the end, you grab my foot, I'm probably going to swing. So, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's hard to be scared when people know they're in, like, a fake thing. Like, it's just a lot of jumping out at people. I guess it's for, like, well, for the kids. Well, here's where my here's where my idea comes from, right? So, I, like, a social experiment, right? Uh, you take, say, take, just take, like, take, like, five kids out of the suburbs, right? Okay. And then, like, put them in, like, like, the worst neighborhood you could, like, put them in, like, Detroit, right? Five days, they no yeah. cell phone, no like no no cell phone. They can't call the cops or like the emergency for five days. Um, they have to like they have to like interact with the people in there, so they can't just like put your head down like do like the classic oh you know bad neighborhood put your head down and like walk often you gotta like interact with the people there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean I I feel like like I would want like that that's something that's fun that's like a haunted house right. I guess. It's just like a haunted house where you'd get robbed. But basically. that's all, it's all about the experience, though. So, I mean, like, like you know, one yeah. level could be like, oh, you know, watch out for the falling debris in Detroit. Or like, oh, two, watch out for the cracked out heroin addict trying to eat your face. Like, ah, oh, you know, and if you survive that, number that's no, that's that's <laughs> watch out for incoming uh, th- th- ball thrown from Matt Stafford. Inaccurate wild throws. Um, and then like, step three is like, you know, ah, oh, there's a, you know, you got, you got to take, like, this, this, in order to leave, you got to, like, take this, like, like a pound of heroin or something, you know, just to up the ante, You're like, you know, <laughs> that reminds me, would you, would you do heroin for a million dollars? Oh, man, just, like, once? Well, I feel like if you do it once, probably, <laughs> probably going to do it twice. <laughs> like, I don't think you just do heroin once. Uh, uh, yes? Million dollars. Million dollars. Million dollars is a lot. Like cash. Like, let's, let's set it up. Game show idea, right? Okay. Game show. Uh, yeah. Say you're the, you're the contestant. Kind of like in, 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 the, in like a deal, deal, deal or no deal or those other stupid show. Uh, it's you there. You're sitting there. You know, you're a little pod. And, you know, we call you up. You're like, oh, you have the, the opportunity of a lifetime to win a million bucks. Let's, let's up Annie. Let's say a billion dollars. Like, say a billion dollars. Win up Annie. Uh, you know, you'll have your like, you know, have your your loved ones, your relatives standing right there supporting you, like deal or no deal. And you know, it's okay. The, what you have to do is you have to take this pound of heroin, right, for a billion dollars, right? Now, here's the thing. Then after you do it the first time, we're gonna come to you while you're <laughs> while you're already on the heroin, and we're gonna go. All right, we're we're gonna up the ante, all right? We're gonna double the double it, and then give you a chance to go to wherever you want. Where's what place do you want to go? Like, what's like your dream destination place? Ooh, maybe okay. Ireland. Say, listen. I mean, why? This is like already while like the rubber's in there, the the black tar's still fresh inside your body. We're gonna go to you and go look. All right, now we're gonna make a deal. We'll give, we'll give you a chance to go to Ireland for a year. Oh, we'll pay for it. All paid expenses. You know, you don't have to pay for the hotel. You don't have to pay for beer. You don't have to pay for anything, right? The potatoes and nothing like that. And another <laughs> billion dollars if you t- <laughs> if you take another pound of heroin. And it, it just keeps on going on and going on. <laughs> so would you do it? Oh God, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe the first—it's a billion so yeah, dollars. But, yeah, no, it's a billion dollars. Also, if you do it the second time, 
Now, let's say you do it the first time. You do it the second time. All paid expenses to Ireland. So we're paying all the expenses. Like, you don't have to pay for the airplane. And we'll uh, first class. Fire up first class, buddy. Well, then, no, I wouldn't do the second one because I already have a billion dollars. Oh, look at you. All right. See, now you're looking to gain the system. However, now, however, you, you, you reject that, but we're going to have, like, the audience members. You know the audience members just like, cheer on people? Not this audience. So this audience people just yeah. be like, oh, you know, pussy. Like, you know, you know they're going to point at you and laugh. Though. This is the dude who wouldn't take another power, power to power when to get the Nolan Spence trade took to Ireland. Like, can you deal with that humiliation? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say if I'm not in the situation. I feel, I feel like this is I feel like this is a show. I feel like this could get, this could get ratings, though, right? Like, I feel like this could get ratings. Like, um, maybe, I feel like, I don't know where you'd get a billion dollars from every time, though. Well, that's the thing. It was the old, I mean, the money is now, we'll have to deal with that, you know, we'll have to run that through, you know, a legit source to get the money. Someone will have to fund it, obviously, but I feel like I get enough, you know, go, you know, get enough crowdsourcing to, to get something, you know, I feel like, I feel like people would watch, like, to put on CBS, it's like a family-friendly program, right, you know. Um, and I feel like, you know, people would, like, pay to watch people ruin their lives for, a million dollars. I get some crowdsourcing, like, hey, you know, I'll fund, like, you know, fund our program. We're gonna pick some, you know, Joe Schmo from Huntsville, Alabama, and you know, we're gonna dare him to do some heroin, and you know, <laughs> you know, and if he doesn't, you know, just the first time, we'll give him a million dollars, and then you know, next time, also, I, 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 I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Hell, I'd. I'd Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I probably would. I mean, I imagine if you could market anything, really. I mean, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd host it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you can't get some washed-up comedian to do it, like, you know. Because, like, I saw him, like, they have, like, Cedric the Entertainer doing, like, like, uh, like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And, you know, Steve Harvey does Family Feud. And, you know, I feel like you can get, like, I don't know, Jerry Seinfeld to do the show. <laughs> like, well, you, he wouldn't no. take her and what's up with that? Like, you know, just the, the usual, uh, <laughs> the usual clean, <laughs> clean comedy stuff. <laughs> so... You wanted to talk about uh, your boy Geno Smith. First of all, <laughs> first of all, he's not my boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Eugene Smith uh, was—is this name Eugene? Gene, right, Geno. It has to be right. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it has to be <laughs> Eugene. I don't know many black people named uh, Geno just off the bat. Like, I don't know many black people I know that are named just Geno. That's a good point. Is, is, what, 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 is it Gino? Wait, look it up. I don't think it's... It's Gino, right? It has to be Eugene. I mean, because I feel like Eugene's a really bad name, and he's a really bad quarterback. And like, it all just works out, right? Yeah. So Eugene probably. Smith, right, um, happened a week ago, about a week ago. Uh, it is Eugene. See? Because <laughs> there's not many black people I know named, like, what's his name? Gino Polis? Like, it's, it's, it's Eugene. Uh, he yeah. thought... He's not exactly. Italian. And he thought, you know, he thought he'd be cool going, oh, call me Gino, guys, and you know, whatever. Now, Eugene Smith uh, was apparently happening Jets, uh, Jets uh, practice facility, you know, uh, training camp and all that stuff, getting ready for their first preseason game, which they lost resoundingly, of course, but we're not surprised. Um, and IK, I oh, God, alphabet soup name, uh, what I think is Enkabinapatanali, but I don't know. How is that? you know how to pronounce it? I don't know, because I saw it, and he says that none of the none of the letters in it are silent. So I don't see how that makes sense. His name is Enkabinapatanali, but uh, <laughs> basically, yeah. 
E E I K Color Money, not the shit out of Geno Smith, uh, homeboy over here. I K, we just call him I K. I K. So what happened was is apparently there's a little dispute, and Geno Smith. Now Geno Smith has had Geno Smith has had problems with this before, because last year Geno Smith got punched in the face by Jarrell Casey, uh, Titan uh, Titans DT. Uh, he got punched in the face then and didn't do shit about it. Like he got punched and like, <laughs> like his like you know you ever seen like the Popeye commercials when Popeye punches uh like someone and their head goes. And like, that's what happened to Geno Smith. His, his head really went in a circle. Um, knocked a couple of vowels off his name. Uh, so what happens is Geno gets in uh, IK space, and uh, apparently Geno decided to do the cardinal sin and point in IK space. Like, pointed his <laughs> pointed his finger in IK space. Geno Smith is what? What is he? You have, like, height and weight, up, height and weight there? Oh, let me look real quick. Uh, I... I can't imagine. Like, he's, like, probably six foot. I mean, I'd say. He's not bad. Uh, what is he? 6'3", uh, actually. Impressive. I don't have a weight. Let me look at... Let me see if this has one. And then, and then, when you, and then get uh, pick up uh, IK, 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 Geno's ass, uh, height and weight. Or at least a, just a little tail of the tape here. Um, yeah, now, while you're looking for that, I'll retell the story. So, Gino puts his, face, puts his finger in IK's face. IK um, responds like any normal human being would and proceeded to literally knock the shit. <laughs> he literally knocked Geno's jaw. Like, he decked the shit out of Geno Smith. Geno Smith is out for six to ten weeks with a broken jaw. <laughs> I can't imagine how hard he hit Geno Smith to knock him out for six to ten weeks. Also, but here's the, I think my thing, the most interesting part of the story is how, <laughs> how mad does someone have to make you to knock them, to knock them out of a paycheck. Like, how bad do you have to be just someone to knock someone out and go, listen, I know I'm gonna get fired if I do this, but I need to knock shit. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so he's, he's 250, Gino's 220. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, I, I guess he probably didn't think about it, like, cause at that point he might never get a paycheck again from football, but I mean, the Bills did end up picking up like three, to, I mean, maybe the they next time. Like, but as soon as he, was on waivers, they said, all right, <laughs> this is our guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, that's, I don't know. I, yeah, it's. I mean, here's the. Bad. I, 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 like, he punch, like, one punch and broke his jaw so bad he, he might be out for which, 10 weeks. Which, which by the way, the blessing of the skies from Jets fans, because, listen, <laughs> come on, you're the one who just went to throw football this year? No. So, I mean, you know, there's not, not a lot of, not a lot of people crying in Gotham City. Uh, I don't know why they still call it, why they call it New City Gotham City. I wish they would stop, but, um, because it's not like <laughs> fucking, like, Batman's not, like, in the Empire State Building. It makes no fucking sense. Anyway, uh, just rent it, that makes me mad, but. Uh, here's my thing. Have you ever gotten mad to the point you want to punch someone? Like, you knew you'd get fired for punching someone out, but you were like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> no, not at work. I've never been that mad. I mean, I guess apparently this guy had, uh, when he was coming out in the draft, like, scouts said he had anger problems, which just kind of sounds like something yeah, that plays I mean, football. Yeah, I mean, he tra- but, I mean, it translated to Geno Smith's jaw. I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that went right to uh, his jaw. Yeah. So Gino, it feels weird because he's synonymous with being like maybe the worst starting quarterback in football, the worst quarterback that consistently oh, yeah. starts the last couple of years. But he like he used to be awesome. Like he threw nine touchdowns in a game one time in college. Yeah, in West, you know, in uh, yeah, he was nice in West Virginia. I mean, 
Yeah. Was like, all right. And then, like, something happened. Like, his draft stock went down, and then the Jets picked him up, and, well, <laughs> he gets, you know, he gets, he throws four interceptions. The only two quarterbacks in the first two rounds that year were Geno and EJ. Oh, God. Oh, my, <laughs> oh my fucking God. Which is bad, because they're both black quarterbacks, and, like, I have to, and I, like, by, by proxy, I have to support them, but... I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of done with them. Yeah. I, I've been. I mean, I listen. I held up for. I thought EJ. I already told you this story on, on a prior podcast. I thought EJ Manuel was gonna be better than Russell Wilson. I was wrong. I mean, resoundingly wrong. Like I was nowhere even not even close to hitting that in, in the ballpark. But that's all right. I thought Javaris Jackson was gonna be a good quarterback. So. <laughs> Javaris nice. Jackson's mom didn't think Javaris Jackson would be a good quarterback. I thought Jason Campbell was gonna be a great quarterback. Listen, I listen. I because I, I think I haven't. I haven't had like a like. Teddy Bridgewater is probably the my next like big like, but he actually might fulfill it like my, my next like big black quarterback to uh and like and I, and I also am like probably one of the ten percent of people outside of the state of Florida who hopes that James Winston has a successful NBA NFL career, but um I don't know it's looking a little bleak. Uh, Rob Griffin the third is uh, <laughs> I, I don't know he, he, I, I think he's like, I thought it was just injuries, but it might just be because he's just not smart. <laughs> like, he doesn't slide. Yeah. He throws terrible interceptions. He, I mean, he doesn't run. Like, he doesn't, like, he can't read a defense. I mean, it's just a lot of different things with him that's just, like, broken. Like, he had that one really good year, and then after that, it was just like, oh, God. Yeah, he's like, his, like, like, he was totally predicated on his athleticism, and, like, that you athleticism usually goes quick, like faster than pretty much yeah. any other score, quarterback skill. But his one after a year, because they decided to leave him in a playoff game with a hurt knee on the worst yeah, field of football, and like that's it. Now he's that's his biggest asset. It's I mean, it's just a lot of, and then like people say, oh well, he doesn't have a lot, he doesn't have an offensive line. Like I mean, okay, look, the dude has a money. He has a, he has a legit running back. You know, Alfred Morris is a really good running back. Um, he has he has Deshaun and he has Pierre Garcon and. And you know Perry Riley's a good. I mean, he's injured now, but uh, he's a good uh, tight end. Um, uh, yeah. No, Jordan Reed, not Perry Riley. Uh, whatever. Anyway, um, he's just not. Like, I, I just don't know what's wrong with him. Like, I, I mean, he's 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 also really corny. Like, he's way more corny than Russell Wilson is. Like, that's saying something. So he's not only is he not good, he, he's also corny. So <laughs> like, he's uh, yeah. he's at this point, he's like he, he's kind of like. Oh no, the jig is up on on Mr. Robert Griffin the Third. I can't even call him RG three because you need to earn you need to earn a nickname. So like, <laughs> he's Robert Griffin the Third from from now on until he like you know does something like good. <laughs> so in that 2013 draft, after those were the first two quarterbacks. The only other one in the second round was Mike Glennon, and then after that, it was Matt Barkley, Ryan Nassib, Tyler Wilson. Landry Jones, who I kind of forgot about. I think he's, uh, I think he's and then, I, I saw him throw some touchdowns yesterday in a preseason game, but nothing, nothing, oh, nothing, yeah. to have get, nothing to get too excited about. He's behind Roethlisberger, so it's not like he's ever going to actually see a like, field. So. <laughs> anyway, yeah, seriously. Oh, and Brad Sorensen. Who? <laughs> Zach who? Dysert, BJ Daniels, and Tyler Bray. Who? That's it. That's who the fuck? I don't know who the last eight of those quarterbacks were, but like after, uh, I mean after, uh, and most casual people don't know after EJ Manuel. So most casual, I guess most casual fans don't know who EJ Manuel is. So I mean, there you go. That we watch too many sports to even know who Landry Jones was. So. <laughs>
Well, he was another guy that was he was awesome in college. I think the lesson here is don't leave college because the NFL ruins almost. Here's everyone. my thing about like being like I feel like if you're a quarterback and you're gonna, like I feel like you need to like it takes it takes a special talent to just step in and contribute. Like Andrew Luck found it. Like Andrew Luck came in, stepped in, did well. Russell Wilson stepped in, did well. But like I mean, some of my guys don't have it. Like Matt Liner. I mean, people thought he was gonna be freaking the next Tom Brady, and he turned out to be the next Jam Brady. Uh, you know, Vince Young had flashes, but just didn't, you know, just, you know, just like kind of just didn't materialize. Oh, yeah, I feel like Young and Liner didn't even, oh, Vince Young had his own problems, but Matt Liner didn't. <laughs> yeah, Vince, that. Young, Vince Young had his problem with, like, the club. Uh, I think that wasn't related to football was his, was his problem. And then, then it became his problem with football, so, you know, he just... He used to spend like fifty thousand dollars at the Cheesecake Factory. But, uh, but I mean, truth be told, truth be told, if you gave me fifty thousand dollars, I'm not telling you that I would spend it any better. <laughs> I'm not telling you that I wouldn't spend it on, you know, a macaroni, a macaroni you know, sculpture of myself or something. I, actually, I probably, I probably spend it on like, I probably spend it on t- to like hire the Popeyes lady and <laughs> just to have her be my personal cook. You know, like every like, it's like she's like my alarm clock, like. And I just wake right up out of bed, eat some chicken, go back to bed, and just like that'd be the best fifty thousand dollars I'd ever spend in my entire life. Just to have her the personal a wife, almost like a wife, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, maybe that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how, did we, huh? how did we even get to the Popeyes lady? Well, we could talk about we talk about talking <laughs> about Vince Young uh, spending on cheesecake, and then I was like, all right, I spent oh, that money right. to have it on uh, KFC, uh, not. Uh, Popeyes, Popeyes is better than KFC. Um, wait, wait, um, Lee's better. Lee's better than KFC. Like not even close. Yeah. Like it's like it's like the the discrepancy between Popeyes and KFC is the discrepancy between your first child and your second child. Like your first child, like you you love that first child, but that second child is kind of eh. So I'm mean, the discrepancy. Like Popeyes, like yeah. And then if I if need be, I'll hang out with the second child. Like if, if I if the first child's not around, I'll maybe try to bond with the second child. There's a lot of people out there hoping yeah. they don't get more than one child. So. <laughs> the, uh, the Alan Iverson quote from recently about the the accusation where he spent $30,000 a bunch of times at TGI Fridays. I hope, I hope, I hope. I, no, I did read that. <laughs> Someone brought it up within the last two years. I think it was when he filed for bankruptcy. And, and it was, he was like... He's like, first of all, that's a lot. He's somewhere, oh, he brought a bunch of strippers there was the story. He spent $30,000. He's like, first of all, they weren't there as strippers. They were there as my friends. Second, maybe I did spend a lot of money because they didn't have endless appetizers back then. And third, yeah, maybe sometimes if there's a lot of them, we might get up to $30,000. So, like, he didn't really deny it. I'll look up the exact Alan point, Iverson but. is, well, Alan, Alan Iverson, like, Alan Iverson is the, he was the 100 emoji before there wasn't a hundred emoji. Like my favorite Alan Iverson moment had to be um up. Oh, <laughs> had to be uh it was a game. Okay, like probably his MVP season, and he's on the bench, and like it's like a blowout. You know, Larry Brown took him out, and he's on the bench getting his hair braided by his mother. Like his mom is literally putting the hot comb in hair, reapplying his braids while he's on the bench. And I was like, this man is a fucking national treasure. Oh my! Like I I don't know Alan Iverson should go in the Hall of Fame just based on that alone. Based on that alone, he should go in the Hall of Fame just for being like. Literally stepping over Tyrone Lue as well. Like those two moments in the practice rant. So those three, <laughs> literally. Well, there's the, remember the other one. His other. Oh, the one who's like, uh, I never seen a uh, 
uh, Olympian. Is it the Olympian one where he's like, yeah, I've seen an Olympian come off the bench. Never seen an MVP come off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. I mean, here you go. That's exactly why he should be in the hall. He should be in, like, don't even look at stats. Don't even look at stats. Look at just those moments there and put him in the hall of fame immediately. Like, that oh. right there is more impressive so than anything, that, uh, any hall of famer I could think of. Like, you know? That's way better than huh. anything Carl I mean, Malone's ever done. Cause, true. Because like, fuck Carl Malone. It's always, man. as always, it's fuck Carl, Carl Malone on this side of, of the, of the, of the track. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... So he was responding to something that Barnes told Sports Illustrated. Yeah. He's like, that guy went hard. He throws so much money. And this was when I was new in the league. He'd take, he'd take my foot and scoop the shit out. He'd scoop uh, the chair out from under me and throw it on the ground. Throw me on the ground. And then he'd throw... I don't know what that's doing. That's hilarious. So thirty or $40,000 every time we went to TGI Fridays. He did, he did this to um, Matt Barnes? He goes... Matt Barnes said that. Uh, Al Iverson said... First of all, it was like $9,000 at the most. And there were never any shippers at TGI Fridays on City Line unless I brought them. Sometimes I brought a bunch of them. And I suppose in those cases, yes, the bills could be up to 40 k because they didn't have that endless appetizers thing back then. What a fucking hero. That is, first of all, for throwing Matt Barnes on the floor, one. Two, uh, <laughs> like I feel that, that number one, I mean, that should be, you should be excused for all that just for throwing Matt Barnes on the floor. Number two, um, that's just fucking, I mean, that's... Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what you, I, I'm, I'm speechless because that's just the most amazing thing in the world. That, that That's up there with the Pedro Martinez uh, Sports Illustrated quote. When Sports, Sports Illustrated uh, oh my God. is like, uh, is like what, what would you like to do? Like, what, what's a dream of yours? What would you like to do? And Pedro Martinez goes, uh, I'd like to fuck uh, Sandra Bullock. And then the guy goes, this is for kids. You know that? And he goes, I would like to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> my favorite. I don't think my favorite. Actually, no, that's not my favorite off the sports, off the field quote. Uh, this is a good topic, actually. Um, off the field quotes. Um, uh, uh, the the Donald Sterling deposition quote, um, which I am about to bring that up because you don't know what this is. I have shared. I have probably shared this on Twitter fifty million times uh, because it is fucking hilarious. Uh, is this the sex one? Yes, uh, I'm. I'm going to say verbatim because that would give it. The classic it needs. Um, if you don't know, Donald Sterling's the guy, you know, the racist owner who, you know, lost his lost his power. Um, and, you know, that's the only thing the Clippers have done since they, you know, <laughs> got Chris Paul was removed from out of power. He goes, uh, this is what Donald Sterling says. Well, I fool, I need to say it in an old man voice. Well, I fool around sometimes. I do. When a girl seduces me and tells me all of the hot stories and dirty things and tells me how much she wants to suck on me and take my shoes off and licks my feet and touches me. When I'm in the limousine and she takes all of her clothes, the limo, the limo driver said, what is going on? And she started sucking me on the way to Mr. Coon's house. And I thank her. I thank her for making me feel good. <laughs> now, now, the funniest fucking part of this is the guy interviewing him goes, <laughs> the guy interviewing him goes, sir, the question was, is this your handwriting? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, that is some of that is the most that is the most hilarious shit. Um, because I remember I stumbled upon that quote even before even before the whole Sterling controversy. Cause I saw that quote somewhere and I was like, "This is fucking amazing." And then I, that when, I, when that Sterling shit came up, I remembered how much I loved that entire 
Like the the best the best part of it is, sir. The question was, is this your handwriting? <laughs> I'd like to be there to see how that even got there. <laughs> he must have just been rambling. And I think my second favorite Sterling quote is he went on Anderson Cooper to prove he wasn't racist, and in trying to do that, he said the quote. He's like, ah, oh, the blacks they get rich and don't give their money away. The Jews they get rich and they're generous. The blacks don't do that. It's like, how are you trying to prove you're not racist? Donald Sterling, man. Donald Sterling had, like, a good four-week run where he was out of fucking control. Like, he's always been a, a piece of shit because he's that whole house discrimination shit. But he was on – he had a three a three to four-week roll where that motherfucker was literally, like, a – he was, like, a, a 19 – he's, like, a 1950s Archie Bunker <laughs> sitcom character. Like, he yeah. was going off. Oh, my goodness. I don't know if you ever heard this, but uh, Baron Davis was on... I think he was on the BS Report. Yeah, it was, it was like, oh, before Bill Simmons got fired. That must have been like five or six months ago. Uh, he was talking about when he was a Clipper, and he signed there because, like, he was he was on the really good Warriors... Not the really good Warriors team. The Warriors team that oh, upset yeah, yeah. Dallas. Oh, yeah, the one where he, where the one where he literally team. put his nuts on Andrew Car- Carolyn Kilspace. Yeah. That one, yeah. Yeah. yeah that one. <laughs> That's what's uh, funny. And- <laughs> he, um, he was talking about it, like when he first like when he signed there people were like yeah come there whatever but he they didn't talk to any of the players and then he got there and like Sterling would come in the locker room like bring his friends in the locker room and be like ah look at all these beautiful bodies or things like that or and, th- and he's he's Bill Simmons asked him because this is a great quote he's like he's like yeah you know sometimes uh, when I was diving for a loose ball oh this is what I was gonna say. Sterling would yell, and he could hear him during the game, and he'd yell, and he'd be like, you fucking bum, fuck you, Baron. <laughs> like, he could hear him during the game. Like, everyone could hear him around him. And he's like, sometimes I imagine that I was diving for a loose ball, and I dove and, like, uh, dropped an elbow right on him, his face. Sammy was like, oh, you wanted you want an elbow him? And he goes, I want to elbow him. <laughs> <and his wife." laughs> I mean, his wife, oh, my God, his wife is the funniest part about that um, fucking... She still has partial does, ownership. Yeah. Uh, and she looks like the, the bride of Chucky. So, uh, <laughs> well, she said, look, I'm not the one who said no. I'm not the one who said the racist thing. So, like, like, the whole, I mean, that was probably, like, people, you know, the funny thing, people took that way more seriously than it was intended to be. Because here's my thing. Like, people, people like, my thing is, like, if you're going to give a shit about him, give a shit about the house of discrimination shit, that shit to me was fucking hilarious. Like, that shit, I had so, I had, that's probably, like, my most fire tweeting spree ever. I had four good weeks of just material out of Donald Sterling jokes. Especially when the Clippers were losing, that's when the Clippers were losing to um, fuck, who they play? Uh, who they play that year? OKC. OKC. Was it OKC? Yeah, yeah. This is when they lost OKC. Oh my God, man! Oh, the jokes. I I missed I missed that I missed that time. I miss I really did miss. That was a crazy time because, uh, they the Clippers are like really, well, obviously terribly run for yeah. that long time, and they're like a barren organization as far as like having people in charge. So, like, when Sterling was gone and the president left, whatever his name was, the other guy uh, that yeah, wasn't... I can't, I no one needs down for it. Yeah. So it was just Doc Rivers. And that's and like, like... They were... Yeah. They were playing a game seven in this... Well, they had to play the whole second round. And they'd never made the conference finals before. So, like, they were on, like, their... What was to them their longest yeah. playoff run ever. And while they were losing their owner, and, like, it's just Doc Rivers. So Doc Rivers had to, like, okay, like... Oh, this is the T-shirt theme night or something. Oh yeah, like that, that. Like, we yep. Yeah. Marketing. Yeah. Like, 
It's insane. Well, I think you know what I, I and this is a this is a hot take. This is my hot take. Doc Rivers actually. Like I give a lot of credit for Doc Rivers for doing that. Like he really got them through with that, and he's a really like he's a good like inspirational guy, I guess. Like you know, listening. But um, I don't know. And I, I've always thought I personally have never been impressed by Glenn Rivers as a coach. Like I personally, outside of the 2008 championship where he was given Ray Allen, he's a good he's a good coach, but he's not like the great coach that people think make him out to be. Because more often than not, he squandered a lot of opportunities. He's only won one championship. Hey, not just based on championships. Like, he's been given this Clippers squad and has perennially underachieved. <laughs> like, perennially underachieved. Has proven he's not won a championship since he had Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, uh, all those dudes in his lineup. Um, he's not going to win a championship next year either. Like, I, like, I, like, he's not, like, I don't know. I'm just not impressed by, by Doc Rivers, personally. Um, I think, oh, he also relies on a lot of veterans who aren't good. Like, like That's how many times are you, like, you going to... Resurrect Glenn Davis and Hito Turklu from, uh, you know, NBA NBA purgatory. They're not good. Your son isn't good. Like, <laughs> like listen to me here. Like, and granted that bench was terrible. Yeah. That that bench, that bench was terrible anyway. Um, and like, which is why they do the they, they usually do the switch off when they put they put uh Jamal Crawford on there. And Jamal Crawford is you know, Jamal Crawford will give you his will give you his twenty one and nice handles, but he'll also give you. About three for sixteen one night with like six turnovers. So it's a. I can't play defense. Oh, 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 well, I mean, does he know what defense is? Play. Well, hey, he'll give you a nice like and four play. He'll give you a nice and four. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He serves his purpose, but Doc Rivers' thing is like he's a good enough coach to win a championship. He probably won't win a championship for you if you weren't good enough to win mm-hmm. one already. And he's a terrible oh my GM. God. Oh my Jesus Christ. He's been. He. I forgot the exact uh, way this went down, but they ended up giving up two first-round picks to have no one. I think it was they traded a first-round pick for Jared Dudley, yeah. and then Dud- he Jared was so Dudley bad and he was there for some reason because he was, he was good before and after. Like, he was useful before and after. I won't say he was good, but he wasn't useful at all when he was there, and they traded a first-round pick to get yeah. rid of him. So they traded so two first round picks for him, and then they turned that into like a trade exception to get Spencer which, Hawes. Wait, 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 like that. even worse. <laughs> which they used that yeah, to get Lance they, Yeah, and they got rid of Matt Barnes. Which makes, too, that makes that. no sense to me personally, because I mean, look, he's he's oh, an, I mean, he's listen, his job is to be an irritating fuck on the court, and outside of Chris Paul, who's also an irritating fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's my thing about like yeah. the Clippers. The one thing that they like they made like listen, obviously the Chris, you know the Chris Paul that was great. I mean Chris Paul revitalized revitalized the franchise. Blake Griffin is a transcendent superstar. Like people, a lot of people understand how good Blake Griffin actually is. Um, people like the dude has his shot has gotten so much better. His low post game improved last yeah. year. Um, he's not the best defensively, but he can afford to not be with DeAndre Jordan blocking everything in sight. Um, but he's gonna give you about twenty three. And 23 and 12 probably actually if he like without Chris, like his numbers without Chris Paul literally spiked up like efficiency yeah. wise and volume wise. Yeah, and the thing is with the Clippers like Doc Rivers after the playoffs this year was like, oh, you know, it's still a work in progress. He's like, oh, when I got here, I saw the roster and I was like, we got a lot of work to do. Like the roster was wait, better. No, wait, wait, to- what are you? <laughs> He took over. He took over Vinny Del Negro because Chris Paul got Vinny Del Negro fired. Oh, did I say that? 
Um, because <laughs> I mean, Vinatieri is a trouble coach anyway, but Chris Paul is also an insufferable prick sometimes. Yeah. So you know, but yeah, that was so like Doc Rivers. Like the only thing the Clippers, the Clippers really have going for him is they have the best point guard in the league and Blake Griffin, whatever he is, power forward, uh, like power hybrid. forward that drives. Uh, they have like, they have a they have a great they have a great yet limit very limited uh center uh I, not good but limited yeah. center in DeAndre Jordan um. So they have like two great players and a pretty and, good and, player. Uh, 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 I was gonna say, uh, sorry, I was gonna say, um, the one move I did like was getting JJ Ruddick, because JJ Ruddick fits in that system very well. Yeah, oh, he fits in I forgot very well Reddick's in that system. Actually, like that's literally, I, he probably should never leave. And that, that's a, a dude I thought was gonna like. I, I'm actually kind of glad he's kind of realizing a lot. Like he's doing what, J, what JJ Ruddick is pretty much supposed to do. Uh, hit the, hit the open threes. Yeah, he plays semi. He actually plays decent defense. Actually, he plays better defense than you know. Any three, three, you know, three, you know, white boy three point shooter that people, you know, that stereotype. They don't play defense. He's the only one that's exactly good at like he's the only one that's good at defense. Like he did what people thought Kyle Korver was doing. Like Kyle Korver wasn't playing defense. Like Kyle Korver was a beneficiary of a system, <laughs> but Kyle Korver wasn't necessarily playing defense. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, yeah. I mean that Clipper, that Clippers team it was. I mean, I look at like their roster now. They have an older Paul Pierce, and like outside of the pre postseason that those postseason heroics. He didn't have a good year last. He really never that great of a year last year. He can't play more than thirty minutes yeah. without getting winded. Uh, um, uh, they have Lance Stevenson, which there you go. Good luck. There you go. <laughs> you have Lance Stevenson. Um, I couldn't tell you. I'm not even looking at a roster. I couldn't tell you who their backup point guard off the top of my head is. Um, that's a good question. Who is it? Oh, it's Austin Rivers. Hey. Oh. Does that even count? <laughs> so Doc it does. The Doc it does. Because um, Austin Rivers is oh Austin Rivers is, is just terrible. <laughs> like I don't think like, he might be he might be the worst. Oh my god, I gotta think about this. He might be the worst like spinoff in my, like since like Joey from like Joey from Friends. And I never watched from Friends, but he might be like he might be the worst spinoff <laughs> like ever. <laughs> He's terrible. He is. Oh yeah. my jeez! Oh god! But um, you know, imagine if you're listening to Austin Rivers. Uh, too bad you are. Uh, you fucking suck. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that team is. Oh, they're tragic. A whole lot of tragedy. <laughs> yeah, David. Well, their one, well, their big problem is beyond all that. Um, they probably won't make it out of the first round this year. I can't. It's really hard to see a scenario where they would, short of someone getting hurt. Like, they'd have to play. Uh, they They'd have to play like a team that, like, they'd have to play like maybe like a like a like a, like a Memphis, like a like a Dallas. It's nothing. It's yeah. Nothing, I don't think Dallas make plus either, but like they'd have to be a high seed playing a very low seed. But they're not gonna be a high seed because I mean, yeah. OKC, uh, OKC, San Antonio, Golden State, um, Houston, Houston. Houston. Which that's another thing. That's a that's a topic for another story. Because I was gonna say something that was a hot take, but I'll leave it for next show. Um, was that I? Looking back on it now, I can kind of entertain. I could I can entertain the discussion for James Harden being MVP last year. But that's in my you know. Oh, I could entertain it. I, just I mean, I, I think that deserved it. I also think that yeah, James Harden. If you look at, I think if you look at, like in terms of like. Value, value, like in terms of like valuable, James Harden was probably more valuable. Not not by like a lot, but like by a little bit because Dwight Howard was hurt, Patrick Beverly was hurt. Yeah. 
uh, fucking. I think. And so the stat that swayed me though on that one was Gold State got outscored when yeah, Steph Curry yeah, wasn't on the. I mean, Steph Curry was also equally invaluable. I mean, it's a. It's, yeah. a, it's a apple. It's an apples and oranges thing. It's really what you preferred, and Steph Curry really was on fire at that time. So I mean, uh, the only thing I didn't like though is that Anthony Davis got totally left out of the MVP that discussion. That was very really ridiculous. Like, um, crazy. But yeah. listen, this I, I well, if I had to make a prediction, a very a too early prediction, he's going to be. I think he's going to be MVP next year. Um, uh, very possible. I think it. it I think it's going to be like if you if you pick like my top five MVP candidates, I'd have to say it would be Davis, LeBron. Uh, Curry, uh, Durant, um, and here is a here's the one here's the one uh, here's a, uh, gonna go on a, on a little bit of a limb here and say Kawhi Leonard. Porzingis. Oh, Porzingis! Porzingis is Porzingis is already gonna win that. I mean, those are two Porzingis and Anthony Davis. I mean, all the way, I'm going with Chris Stapp the God. Uh, and I was gonna say, uh, well, I'm so happy. I mean, man, I can't wait for I can't wait for. Listen, everybody's laughing at me now, but wait until my front line is Chris Depp's Porzingis, Carmelo Anthony's looking like 34 probably, and like, you know, some small forward, some fuckhead small forward is probably going to be like Matt Barnes. <laughs> uh, and watch, Chris Depp's going to... Yeah, no problem. Uh, <clears throat> tell y'all, wait for the future. Uh, Chris Depp's <coughs> is going to average... Probably about 35 points per game. Uh, he's probably going to get about 32 rebounds. A shade under 32 rebounds a game. Um, probably 13, 13 assists a game. Um, 10 blocks a game. Uh, his per is probably going to be about 51. I think he's probably going to be the first player to get like a 50-plus per. Um, like, I mean, his office, like... Don't sleep on Kristaps, God. Uh, these, are just, these are just estimates. Like, he could obviously surpass it. Like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, Chris has to probably be the greatest player we've ever seen since, um, you know, uh, Michael Jordan Space Jam. So, I mean, there you go. So, who's who's your actual uh, fifth? Um, oh, um, uh, MVP, I said, uh, I said Davis, I said LeBron, KD, Curry, and I said uh, my last one would be, uh, I think, Kawhi. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, just because... Um, like it's value, not how who scores many. Like he's just fucking valuable, and I think also, um, like he's great defensively. He's improved. Like he's he's way ahead of schedule. What people thought he's gonna be offensively. So I think I think I think like this is gonna be his breakout year. But Jim Jim Butler already had it. You know, um, all those two way wins. Like Paul George had it three years ago, two years ago, three years ago. Um, Jim Butler had it last year, and I think this is Kawhi's year to kind of have that big breakout. Uh. Because, I mean, and, like, you know, he won at Finals MVP, yeah, but, like, I mean, his big breakout season-to-season breakout year. Like, where people go, oh, yeah. wow. Okay, Kawhi. That, that's my, that's my, I think Brown, I think Brown's going to take it. I think Brown's going, I think Brown's got it. Yeah, I think, I think LeBron's going to probably take another vacation this oh, year, so that probably knocks him out of that MVP he's thing. Two, he's taking two or three weeks off in the middle you think two, two three weeks off during the most unimportant part of the NBA schedule, which is before the All-Star break? None of this shit matters for you. Like, none of this shit matters during football season. Like, when the football season's on, that's when NBA season really isn't mattering. Uh, mattering. Matter. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, – he, he he's going to have to if he wants to preserve those legs. Those knee- like, He hasn't had a major injury in his career, which is insane. Um, even guys like Durant's had a major injury. Like, he just had a major injury. Uh, Curry's had major injury because of his ankles. He used to be really bad. Uh, so he's literally been one of the only ones to avoid getting a major injury. 
Um, he hasn't even had uh, minor injuries. Even that, even that. And besides the one thing, probably I think it was when he broke his nose, but he played like two days, two days yeah. after that, and like he just takes like he just rest, he just takes rest days, which is smart, I guess. Yeah. Before this whole vacation thing he took last year, he only missed more than four games in a row once. There you go. I mean, listen, say what you want about LeBron James. The dude's fucking not. He's not a human being, so. I guess it's like, yeah, he's, he's like, I always said, like, uh, I guess the Bulls have a chance in the East if LeBron gets hurt, but I think at this point LeBron getting hurt is crazier than him losing the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean he's, really, he's, really, he's really a transcendent superstar. Um, a lot of people, I get get mad at that because I, like I said we don't know how to handle greatness. Um, really don't. Like, I am not the I'm not the biggest LeBron fan in the world. Um, but hurt like I mean, the dude great. I can't. I, I don't know what to say about it. I mean, he made me he made me a bit of a fan when when he was doing that in the in the finals. because uh, he really was playing with like the cast of like Dog with the Blog. And, you know, he, he got them, you know, he got them closer than they should, because they should have been swept, so. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 truthfully, they should have been swept. I mean, I mean, he's, he's made, he's made a lot of guys look really good. He made, you know, freaking Matthew Del Vidal look like an actual NBA basketball player. I mean, he's getting, he, 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 he's convincing the Cavaliers that Tristan Thompson is worth max money. But, hey, it's Kyle LeBron, man. It's LeBron's world. We're all in it. But, uh. Yeah, that's 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 a 